my dad just I posted a picture of the kids because I got them bathing suits for Easter. And my dad just said, I like their church clothes. <laughs> church. Are you, oh, are you guys attempting well, church? No, no. Not good. Good for you. And I, and I like the fact that you <laughs> sneered at me when you answered that. <laughs> no. I mean, like, we've maybe thought of, and actually, you know, Rory goes to a Lutheran um, preschool and I love it. I adore it. It's a really sweet place and they teach good little lessons and stuff, but um, we're just, we're too lazy to do it. And Dave, like, even though he's not really a practicing Catholic anymore, he's like, oh, there's too many, like, like modern songs. Like, he wants it to go, like, you know, like, pre-Vatican II. Like, everything's in Latin. You can't understand mm-hmm. anything. So you're, you're, you're standing, you're kneeling, you're sitting, you're standing, <laughs> kneeling, sitting, standing, kneeling, kneeling, If there standing. is an acoustic guitar brought out into <laughs> a service, he's like, absolutely oh, no. not. Nope. Yeah, let's get out of here. There's nothing worse than modern worship. <laughs> Is that guy wearing jeans? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing about Austin that I've realized, <clears throat> like Dallas is a very uh, churchy going town. The thing about mm-hmm. Austin, like traditional church, Austin, it's like people. This is how L.A. was too. It's like people are either atheists or they're like into a mega church. Like there's yep. no in between. It's like Austin, Not a lot of traditional, church. old, yeah. older. Yes, yeah. it's like Seattle. Yes. Either no one, you don't even consider going to church, or or <laughs> or church is like your life, man. This is my life. There's that. There's that Justin Bieber church, whatever it's Hillsong. <clears throat> one of my friends goes to it, and it is like it's it's a lot of hipster church, but like they still hate gay people, so you know, it's still traditional in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the important stuff, Hillary. <laughs> I know, like the guys are wearing like millennial pink or whatever, but you know. But they do call uh, young guys sport when they give them communion. <laughs> you know? Here you go, sport. You're not my stepdad. Get away from me. I heard about you people. Uh, At oh least with, when the pastor's wearing jeans, you can see if he has a boner for your kid. <laughs> oh God. so gross. God. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, best Easter wishes to everyone. <laughs> pa- oh. Pastor Pastor Jim seems to really like Riley. Oh shit! <laughs> no guitar lessons for Riley this year. <laughs> All right, shall we do this? Aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast inspired by the podcast that's too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm. Today, as always, we'll take care of some LRB business, we'll recap the most recent week of TBTL, do some housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. But as we like to say, I can't do this all by myself. I mean, let's be honest, I could, but I don't want to. So joining me to record on this Easter weekend... From Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's the H-Bomb Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. 
Good morning. I'm wearing uh, my traditional Hello Kitty Easter robe, um, so I'm ready to go. Ah, he is risen. (laughs) (laughs) And from Dear Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manshack, Texas, it's Mike, the jail dude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Ann. Not only could you do this by yourself, but it's very likely one of these Sunday mornings you will be doing it by yourself. <laughs> I meant to ask, are you back in the mountain room? You got the electricity all sorted out? Yeah, yeah. It just it just uh it just came back on uh the next day. Uh but we're having a problem in another part of the house now too. So um you it takes me about five to seven minutes to put on my legs if i start to smell smoke and you just hear a lot of commotion on this end um you know okay uh, you're gonna be like sean when he's like you know the place (laughs) is on fire that's right right. lan has a broken leg (laughs) well um hillary i'm glad that your audio troubles have been resolved i know it's not ghost hillary anymore it's regular hillary i was thinking i know what the issue is is that last week you were like, God, if Anne's not there, I don't want to do it. So you faked I mean, all those you know. problems. <laughs> possible. That that is possible. I, I prefer an Anne um an Anne ep- an Anne anchored episode. But um I don't know what was going on and Anne helped me Anne Bobby yesterday tried to troubleshoot and I was about to throw I was about to open up my window and throw it out on to our patio. I was so I when I get frustrated, it's like I I take it to eleven. Like hey, I, as long as either... Dave's down there with the box and the receipt to catch it. <laughs> no, no. Here. <laughs> I got it. But uh just uh, you know, if you're using Zencaster, sometimes Chrome doesn't want to work with it. So Firefox it is. So here we are. It seems to work now. I'm back. Hot tip for all you podcasters in our audience. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's do a little show business. Up at the top, uh, I don't want to forget this. We have got something special coming up. We've got a Friday show coming up this week. Bobby is spearheading it. And he's having a special secret guest. Um. This is a secret in the way that the Australia trip was a secret in that I can tell you that this person is going to be somebody who works at APM as a podcast editor. I hope I haven't given too much away. This person has been on LRB many times but was prohibited for a few years, but now she's back, baby, and... She's doing an AMA. So all your questions for P. Fletch. Ah, shit. (laughs) Are welcome. Bobby and Jeremy set up a little form to submit your questions at littleredbandwagon.com slash AMA. And I don't think they have to be just for Phyllis. They could be for anybody. If you have something that you want somebody to answer, any question, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, nothing is off the table. Uh, we talk about anything on this podcast. <laughs> so um, oh, please yeah. do that. They're recording on Wednesday. So it's kind of a short window. But, yeah, um, get in there. Yep. But I think probably we'll keep the form active. So even if you don't yeah. get it in in, in time for um, this week's show, maybe we'll do some more of that in the future. So that's fun. LittleRedBandwagon.com slash AMA. 
and we're looking very much forward to having Phyllis back on the show. Yay. Um, moving on to business, Hillary, the eggs have been hunted. They have been hunted. They, it is done. He has risen. We have eaten a lot of candy. We're all good. Okay. So wait, this was my question that I want to ask. Um, what y'all think about this? So, so we hid the eggs last night. We had some in the front yard, some in the backyard. The only good thing about Duchess not being around anymore is that we can hide stuff in the backyard because there's not like a poop bomb that might happen. So oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, RIP. I still miss her like desperately, but that that was kind of nice. Um, okay, so we hid the eggs, eggs, but okay, but also I gave the kids, you know, Easter baskets with. What I tr- do is I give them bit. Like, I give them stuff mostly that they need. But they think it's exciting because they haven't had it in a while. Like bathing suits, flip-flops, whatever. Just like summer gear kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'll give them one little present and uh, something else. I gave them like underwear or something. I don't know. Just basic, but they get excited by it. Well, they kept saying, I love the tags on because I was like, well, it's not. I don't think of it as. The, I don't know. I just didn't say anything. I don't think of it as being like the Easter Bunny is giving them these presents. Like the Easter Bunny is definitely giving, doing the eggs still theoretically, but the Easter Bunny is not giving the presents. I thought it was a, they knew that it was mommy that like put the presents together, but she was like, look at the flip flops I got. Aren't they cool? And I was like, yeah, they're cool. She said, look at the bathing suit that the Easter Bunny gave me. And I'm like, I oh, want credit for this. <laughs> so I, I didn't say anything because I was like, I don't want to ruin the magic. I but... stood in line at Target behind a lady who wrote a fucking check for this. I want credit. I went to Target on Wednesday night at like 8 p.m. Oh, my God. I want credit for this. Yes. <laughs> I picked it out. I put it together. I had I to mean, take the... two showers when I got home. Um, and actually they redid our target and I don't know where anything is. So it takes me way longer to find anything. It's lovely, but it takes me a lot longer. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I was sort of like set back. It's not Santa Claus. Like it's not, you know, I'm not trying to keep this mystery going. I thought the Mm -hmm. eggs were them, the eggs of the Easter bunny and the little presents. They knew that they were for me. I mean, the, Goddamn tags are still on it. I didn't think that Wait, Easter I hear Bunny him hopping on, on the to... ceiling. I hear him hopping up there. <laughs> or did they think the Easter Bunny went to Target, bought it, and then gave it? Put it is, is, is the Easter Bunny a male or a female? Male. I, yeah, I've always thought it was male. Okay. Why? I don't know. It's like wearing a bow tie. I mean, maybe it's non-binary. I don't know. But... <laughs> where, where did it? Where did it come from? Where did the this Easter Bunny thing come from? I have what no it, idea. I think that's a very complicated question. What podcast was yeah. I listening to where they were talking about it? Where they were like, the eggs are pretty straightforward. You can trace that, but the bunny is harder. The yeah. eggs are like more of like a Passover thing, right? I don't, I'm sh- I'm sure it's all pagan, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sure probably. the bunny is pagan too. Actually, my favorite story about Easter was it's when David Sedaris was like teaching English to uh, in Paris <laughs> And they were like talking about Easter traditions. And I can't remember which one. I think it was me talk pretty one day. And he's talking about the Easter bunny and how the Easter bunny, you know, hides eggs around. And the French students are like, that is ridiculous. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But he's like, well, what do you do? And and they say, like, there's a bell flying around. 
around from church to church, like dropping eggs or something. I'm confusing it completely. But those kind of holiday traditions are so stupid when you think about it. But we just all get like, you know, indoctrinated early. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much critical thinking do you expect your four-year-old and your seven-year-old to put into the the idea of the Easter Bunny and whether he would cut the tags off or not? They certainly I mean, have the capability of cutting things. I know I know from personal experience <laughs> losing some podcast audio to this one who sits to my left. I mean, true, true. I think my seven-year-old probably is like, you know, she's sensing stuff. But, I mean, the four-year-old, nothing. It was more Bridget that I was like, do you not? Really? Yeah. You think somebody did this? <laughs> I know you're not taking we- physics yet, but a bunny. <laughs> Let's just talk about a bunny. Well, but the thing is, I don't think I had ever said, you know, Santa Claus is, you know, like you say, Santa Claus is bringing you stuff. I never really said the Easter Bunny is bringing presents. I just, uh-huh. I didn't say anything about that. I just th- said, oh, maybe we'll get it for Easter or, or something. But I guess just this magical being now is in charge of all presents, not their goddamn mother who works a full-time job. But also... Wait. <laughs> the Easter Bunny is a gay man. You know how you know this? How? Just nothing but a bow tie. Sometimes he wears a vest too. It's, am so I? D- does that? Is, are you does disproving not preclude my point? him being gay? He is definitely, definitely a, a background singer for Village People for sure. This guy with that outfit. One time back in the the days of working at the mall. I I went down into the bowels of the mall. I was probably like taking trash or recycling out. And I walked past this room that had always been shut before. And the door was open. And the Easter Bunny was sitting in there with his head off. And I was like, ah! (laughs) The magic! The magic! It's ruined! I do actually remember where I was when I found out the Easter Bunny wasn't real. I was at my best friend's house. And we like, I don't know, you know, you just... all of a sudden, I was in second grade, and we told her mom, and she was pissed at us. She was like, he's real! No, he's not. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether whether I'm happy that I didn't go through any of this bullshit because of being the last of three in over ten yeah. years. Oh, yeah, they were tired. Uh, no one bothered to even try to, <laughs> you know. I'm fine with it, you know, because I wasn't a kid who was easy to bullshit, you know. So you don't bullshit me. I won't call you on it. Just write Santa Claus on the tag and, and I'll, you know, I'll run down the hallway and, and fall down and crush my Rock'em Sock'em robots. I think we always knew that it was our parents. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're strictly a candy household. Don't come at me with flip-flops. I want candy or I want nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did give candy as well, but my flip-flops were also included <laughs> If flip-flops means that I'm getting less candy, I'm not into that. <laughs> I like I like what you've done, though, Hillary. You've sort of incorporated a little, you know, uh, a little spring shopping because, you know, all these yes. fucking pool things are coming up. I know they are. You know, might They're, as well it, might as well get some of that, get some of the merchandise in up front. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. make it look like a gift instead of a, we need to go to Target and shop here, <laughs> you know, and them going, oh, I don't want to go. Yeah. Exactly. Um, your game. One of the things I wanted to ask for the eggs, do you do real eggs? Is that what you hide? No. Okay. No. no. I, you know, I'm just not that crafty. Um, I, I do plastic eggs with 
candy okay. inside. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. How, no, that's you, what we the, always. Do. I don't understand why you'd want to do real eggs. What are you going to do with them afterwards? We do it with change because Emily, Emily's nephews don't change. don't like candy that much. They like money, so uh, yeah, you put like a dime, a quarter, whatever in there, and they're like, yeah. We have like uh, I, I do like ten with uh, like a quarter or whatever in there, uh-huh. so they get excited about that. They can go so, buy some yeah. useless bullshit on, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, Pretty much for us, mostly it was like jelly beans or I don't know, like the Reese's mini peanut butter cups or something. But if you um, if you got an egg and it just sort of clunked when you shook it, you knew that was a Cadbury cream egg inside there, and you got real excited. <laughs> oh, I love those so much. I knew I was a fat kid because every girl in my grade was like, ew, disgusting. And I was like, oh, I'm going to eat some more of these. <laughs> yeah, so gross. Let me take it to the trash for you. I'll get rid of it. Don't worry. It's like when people, I mean, I know that Phyllis doesn't like it, but it's when like when people say, oh, I, I don't like mayonnaise. It's too thick and creamy. And I'm like, oh, I'll take some more. And I like scoop it onto my bread. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, that's Cadbury cream eggs are just one of those things that there's no in between. There's nobody that's like, yeah, I could eat one every once in a while. You either like, yes, please. Or that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. You know what? My favorite thing about the Cadbury cream eggs is that they've literally never changed the commercial. Like since I was a five-year-old. I I don't love that commercial. I'm sure I'm sure I would know it if I saw it, but you would know it. Since I don't eat those eggs, I guess it doesn't land it's me. animals that are like trying out to be like the, I guess, mascot for the Cadbury cream eggs. So it's like a lion yeah. and a duck or whatever. So, and they're uh-huh. wearing but like bunny ears. You know, because they have the bunny and it's it's like wiggling its little nose the way bunnies do. And they put the little uh-huh. buck, 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 buck sound effect. And so oh, they have yes, animals with I'm the ears with and, and the lion's just like, roar. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> He just he can't fake it. He doesn't have it. I love that commercial. No. It's a good commercial. It's really good. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's Easter. Maybe I can get some half price candy tomorrow. Ooh, I bet you could. Oh my gosh, they're going to be clearing it out. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Uh, well, let's get back to things TBTL related. We have one through your phone that I want to feature up at the top from Catherine. Catherine was on fire this week. We got some good yes, through your phones from her. She says, hug your phone. My favorite Tom Hanks movie is Money Pit. It was one of the five VHS we had growing up. The scene Mike loves is great, as is the fixing the house montage with the statue in the garden. Also, two weeks is the death knell of timeliness. Who knew that would connect with so many people, Mike? I've seen Money Pit, but I have no (laughs) idea what happens in it. Oh, the... it's not a. It's not complicated, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> a cup couple buys shitty house. The house almost breaks them up completely. Mm-hmm. I think they they might even get divorced. I can't remember. I saw a picture of Tom Hanks. I, for inexplicably, I follow Rita Wilson on Instagram. I don't know why. And she posted a picture of Tom Hanks the other day, and he looks really good. I'm like, it's surprising because he's not young, but he looks great. I'm going to send this because he looks fantastic. He's not really a handsome guy, as no, as Luke would that's... say. He's not conventionally attractive. Um, he's kind of goofy looking. 
but that's why I was so surprised that he looked kind of hunky in this picture. Mm-hmm. His uh, his his kid was on um, one of my favorite shows this week. It's the Rich Eisen show, and and um, what's the kid's name? Colin. Anyway, he's Colin. On, Colin Hanks, right? He's on a popular TV show now, and uh, uh, what they what they ended up doing is a, they they play a, a little game because it's a sports show, and they they play a game called. Um, they, where they just take a picture of an NFL head coach and they say, what kind of stepfather would this guy be? <laughs> and then Colin Hanks just like has one line about about everyone, you know, and he was talking about uh, Andy Reid, who's just, you know, oh. a huge guy. <clears throat> and he said, what, what kind of what kind of stepdad would this guy be? And uh, Colin Hanks looked at him and he said, he'd be the kind of guy that would just kind of point at you with his fork when you're at the table. Go, you going to finish that? <laughs> So it's it's just like one one little snapshot of each of each guy as a stepdad, and it's it's pretty high comedy. Colin Hanks is 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 a really he's great, great. Dude. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He got his dad's talent for sure. Yeah, sure, I agree. Charming guy. Yep. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the week in TBTL. <laughs> Ziggle sure. zaggle. Oh, that annoys me every time. And you know, lived, he could have fixed that. Ziggle. Zagat, let's get back at it. Would have been fine, except he says, let's get back at it. And it throws the meter off. It does. Yes. It so does. It's very good. Meter's the most important thing. I mean, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I get more upset by meter mistakes than, mm-hmm. than actual rhyme mistakes. So. I just want to start really quickly before we get into the meat of it. Let's talk Game of Thrones for a minute. Hillary and I did not. Wait, you don't watch Game of Thrones. But I yeah. did for a while. <laughs> I'm the only one watching Game of Thrones, right? I like I watched Dave was watching it. Okay. Good. And I was in the kitchen like playing Candy Crush and waiting for like something to finish cooking. So I like saw it a yeah. little bit, but not really. I am I mean, I read a lot of the books. I made it into book four before I was like Oh wow. I was like, this guy needs an editor so badly. <laughs> you know, he got to the point where he was so popular that nobody could tell him what to do anymore and be like, uh, George, you want to cut about 200 pages out of this? That would be great. It's just so long and complicated, and I've read better fantasy epics. But I'm familiar enough with it. Like, I know the characters and what's generally going on or whatever. But all that I wanted to say is that with the return of Game of Thrones, this marks... The return of Luke talking about warging and oh God. talking yeah. about Theon's penis. So Oh, he can't he's obsessed. Obsessed. He's completely obsessed. Obsessed. Which one is Theon? Um He's he, the one with the turtle penis. <laughs> he, he he is oh let's see. He's, is he the one that wants to do it with, with the mean queen lady? I don't he, know. He's he was, from the Iron Islands. He pays the iron price. He was a ward of the Starks. He got his penis chopped off, and that's all that Luke cares about. Yeah, he, he was quite the coxman back in his day, and he was quite a jerk as yep. well. So okay. now he is neither. So Great. Personal growth. <laughs> yeah, personal growth. <laughs> at what cost? At what cost? <laughs> 
Um, and the only other thing I wanted to say about Game of Thrones was they're making this big deal about how they're now going to separate the Game of Thrones discussion into its very own episode, which they did, which Hillary and I didn't listen to. Um, <laughs> no. But that did not contain Luke on Monday. Like, he could not help himself. And I was yeah. like, Luke, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But he brought up Game of Thrones like three times. And I think once on Tuesday, too, probably. Well, I think on on Monday, I mean, you're firing hot on on Monday because you've just watched it or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he just like couldn't wait to talk about it. But but uh, no, I mean, everyone was like, "Yeah, you guys are doing the right thing. This is awesome." And then mm-hmm. he just started talking about it. I'm like, "Come on, dude, you're ruining all this goodwill that you just <laughs> bought from all the all the people that don't watch this thing." And and there are a lot of people that that uh, especially in in the TBTL crowd pretty enlightened crowd who not only don't watch it they kind of object to it so you might want to shut up to, about it because <laughs> it's it's a pretty misogynistic and i don't know it's mm-hmm. yep i i really enjoy it but you know i'm a middle-aged older white guy <laughs> so it's supposed to please me and you love the dragons uh fucking dragons actually <laughs> One one time I was actually high and I was watching Game of Thrones and I enjoyed the dragons, but that's not enough to make you want to get high dragons like every time so you're gonna cool. watch it. Like, Cause the rest of the show is kinda lost on me, but the dragons are like, Oh man. <laughs> Fucking dragons, look at that. It's pretty magical. Right. All these people are talking and I'm not getting any of it, and then somebody jumps on a dragon and all of a sudden like there's drool running down my face. <laughs> it's a dragon, man. Well, we'll see how well Luke does with this. He can't talk about it on Monday because he doesn't. He hasn't given Andrew the time to watch it a second and third time and take uh, notes. Yeah. yeah, like Luke watches once and he's ready to go, and Andrew he's got to digest that for a while and get mm-hmm. back in there and think more deeply about it. So Andrew's doing pretty well. He he has a lot of the details down. Right. Well, I mean, he's read the books too even though he says that he doesn't remember, but at least he can sort of get to key plot points. Unlike some people. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, into the wild. Luke almost died on a hike because he doesn't <laughs> know how to read a map. Why does he have a map? I mean, isn't he just wasting valuable time that could be spent going up and down these switchbacks through Blackberry brambles with his poor dog? Well, why, why are you sitting there looking at a map while daylight's wasting when you don't understand what you're looking at? Yeah, maybe kind of take a few minutes before you go out and figure it out. Yeah. What's the what's the point of that? That's like actual work and prep. No one's ever regretted that. Dumb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like whether it's a hike or whether it's when you go to the mall or, you know, whatever, you know, whether you're about to go into a meeting. No one's ever regretted taking a couple minutes. And getting your shit organized. <laughs> you know, you're never like, oh, man, why did I spend those three minutes in the car organizing all my data points? What an idiot. <laughs> you know, nobody ever did that. Nobody ever said, oh, I wasted all that time looking at the map before I just walked into the fucking woods. Also, somebody pointed happened. this out. Why? Why doesn't he? One. Why doesn't he fully charge his phone? But I guess that takes time. But he buys shit all the time. Why doesn't he have an extra battery that he's carrying around? Why are yeah. you walking around with like? And clearly, his phone is at that point where it dies really quickly. Have an extra battery. You're on top of a mountain. This is how people die. He could look at the map while he charges the phone. 
<laughs> I have not. Yes, yeah, that's a great point, Ann, because, yeah, the, that, that those few minutes in the car, three, five, ten minutes, that's another X amount of percent that might get you out of a jam. Because you're not late for a hike, you no. know? <laughs> Nobody's out there going, oh, my God, where is this dude? No. You could be ten minutes late for a hike if it means that you're going to get home three hours earlier, you know, from not almost dying. I mean, I... I do have a certain understanding for what he was talking about. I mean, not the map part, but the part where you're going somewhere and you're really not quite sure. And you think, well, well, I'll just go a little further this way. Well, this, this seems right. I'll go a little further. Go a little further. Well, I've come so far. Why would I want to waste all that effort? I'm sure if I just go around this corner. But when you're on the mountain and your poor tubby lazy lab is following along the picture that he posted she really looked so tired poor baby hey i'm gonna get to that in a minute okay but before i get to that (laughs) before i get to that i I, a logging road is not a trail nope it is a road it is meant to expire it is meant to grow over it is it is meant to go nowhere it literally goes nowhere. Well, and he was talking about how he thought, well, maybe I could call an Uber. And I was like, to come get you on a private logging road on a mountain? Does Uber do that? <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about Rudy. All right. I, I have not been mad about Luke's hiking adventures until now, until Monday. Because it's it's him. If he wants to die in San Diego, you know, running away from 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 someone wielding a, a a gun that's fine if if he wants to die on mount constitution in uh the first ever waist deep snow on orcas island <laughs> that that can happen too and and i'd be sad and i would go to his funeral and and i would i would mourn him and that would be really sad but he was making choices yep your dog wants to be with you your dog is You've told us that she's not very athletic and that she's not in the greatest shape, but I think she's gotten in better shape over the years, partly because you have taken her on walks and you've taken her on jogs, and uh, you know a lot of them, a lot of them iffy for the people around involved, but not for her. I mean, she's never going to hurt anyone or get hurt on those type of things, and she knows that. But when you take when you take your dog on something like this, um. There's a certain point where they're done. Yeah. Uh, like Emily still tells me about this time when she walked uh, Jack in our in our old neighborhood. And in Austin, you know, in the summer, it's often 100, 110 degrees every day. And and she she was walking him and I think she was like walking to the mall or the bank or something. But he sat down in the grass in the shade in the Chase parking lot uh, mm-hmm. uh, near Anderson and Burnett and yep. it was done. That's it. Yep. He he was he wasn't going anywhere. So, I I think Luke was the whole the, when the whole story was going. I was thinking, Rudy, at some point, Rudy here is just going to sit down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you know, not only is your battery dying, you're going to run out of daylight, and now you have to carry your dog if you want her to live. Sixty five pounds up the mountain. Ugh. Yeah, and that's when I got mad. Yeah. Um, and I'm still mad, and I'm sad about it because. Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, he has all sorts of, you know, 
ways he can figure out how to get out of the jam for himself. But don't drag don't drag another being into this. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Uh, let me read Megan's throw your phone. She says, hiking talk continues. Last week, Luke, if only there was some way to know where the trails are. Me, it's called a map. <laughs> this week, Luke, I downloaded a map onto my phone. Me, I mean, we forget that Luke isn't stupid. Luke, so I thought the road might be a shortcut down the mountain since it was heading downwards. Me, look at the map. Luke, turns out it wasn't and my phone was dying. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know that REI sells paper maps at a counter labeled maps. I also feel like he doesn't realize how far 10 miles of hiking is. It's different from running. Also, I'm pretty sure he's, I'm pretty sure he's always leaving on these adventures in the afternoon and doesn't even have a full day of light. Yeah. I'd be done with 10 miles of hiking. That's really far. Mm -hmm. When you're going on an incline, she's right. It feels, I remember I went to camp in Colorado and we would hike like the mountains there, like 14,000 foot mountains. And it it would be like a really small amount of mileage. Like it would be like a surprisingly small amount of mileage, but you feel like you're dying on the way out there. At least I did. Um, It it felt really, really far and really, really long. Uh, So yeah, 10 miles uphill or whatever, I guess on a hike is, is a lot. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of his potential strategy when he got to the end of the logging road and he was like, well, I could just go straight down over the hill, just keep heading downwards off the any trail. Was was that feasible at all? It reminded me of the time that, and Emily uh, reminds me of this sometimes when Luke talked about how he was running out of gas and he decided to coast up a hill. <laughs> To go to the gas station. And, and when, I, I think I wasn't even living down here yet. And, and I think we were, uh, we might have written to each other simultaneously like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he has trouble with some stuff. <laughs> like just because you turn the map upside down doesn't mean you're now going downhill. You know what I mean? Oh, God. What are we going to do with him? I don't know. How does he live? How does he survive? Just just <laughs> leave the dog at home, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. And your wife, really please, because she doesn't deserve to die over <laughs> making making a, a poor marriage choice. We really Somebody enjoy needs your to wife. do the taxes. Well, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. Your wife's awesome. Don't don't don't, don't screw that up. Uh, speaking of taxes and how to how does he survive? <laughs> <sighs> How do these two survive in this world? Um, That's my new year, segment title, title, by the way. <laughs> it's great. Excellent segment title. And and every year we are amazed at how much they don't understand about taxes. And, and I certainly am not a huge tax expert. I did work for them for a very depressing short time out of college. Answering oh, yeah, very when you rode questions. your scooter on the highway, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was for training. Yeah, I rode my scooter from North Seattle down to Auburn uh, every every day in uh, in rush hour traffic <laughs> uh, <laughs> on I five. That thing would go sixty though, so whoa, it'd be maxed out. But uh, but yeah, you're on these tiny wheels. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that like you hit one little fucking? That would have been 
dead. <laughs> dead. I tell you, everyone would have been better off. Anyway, um, they don't understand taxes. And, and the example, one example that I'm going to use here, um, Luke doesn't understand uh, the IRS. And I, I think he was talking about how um, Carrie had finished her taxes uh, a few weeks early oh, and yes. turned them in. And they, they, they immediately took the money. Like, you know, it's not due yet. Well, you know, then don't <laughs> file it until the 15th, you know? If you don't, don't want to take your money. Wait until the 15th. You're asking, you're, 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 I, the IRS, <laughs> there's a lot of things wrong with the IRS. However, I will say this in general, um, they have, they have one earmark of a good business. And, and this, I, I've walked into many a restaurant, many a business and, and immediately been able to figure out what was wrong with the business. Um, a lot of businesses aren't ready to take your money. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that ha have to happen before they finally get your money. And I always look at that and go, that's terrible. Don't do that. You know, take take people's money immediately. They can wait. <laughs> they can wait on everything else. But let's just get that money. So you've given the IRS um, permission to take some money from you. You think they're going to sleep on that? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... I mean, this may have been one of, if not the first year that he's actually filed his taxes on uh -huh. time. So True. maybe he didn't know, or maybe he thought it's like it, when you're paying your car insurance or utility bill and you can actually go online and set the day you want the money oh, to right, come out right, of the right. account, which is not how the IRS works, Luke. Yeah. Uh, hey, do we have permission to take that money? Uh, yeah, it's gone. We got it. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Good luck getting it I mean, back if you made a mistake. Conversely, I definitely did when I was in my 20s and desperately needed money. I would for sure file like yeah. in like January 2nd, whenever yeah. I got. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because you knew you didn't I'm make like, enough money, money to owe. So you're no. just like, let me get my no. fucking money back as quick as I can. <laughs> that W2 exactly. lands in your inbox and you're like, I am imagine, on this. <laughs> imagine them saying, thanks. Thanks for filing your return. You'll see the money in your account uh, April 16th at uh, 12.01. I'm like, I no. need to pay my rent. <laughs> it's coming. You can pay your April rent. I was listening to this talk, Mike, and I, I heard the instant when I knew your head exploded when they started talking about when you get your returns. Oh. <laughs> Please, please, I hope no one ever sends me a tax return, you know, because <laughs> then I have to forward it to the IRS. You know, I'm like, oh, man, this person, why are they filing with me? <laughs> it's a refund, folks. You're filing for a also, refund. Also starts with an R. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's like the Adam Carolla enter and exit thing. Where maybe we need bigger a bigger separation in words for the for dummies, mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Oh, no one ever really no one ever makes the mistake of saying I filed my tax refund but they always make the mistake you know of saying of, I'm waiting of, for of, my return I'm waiting for my return I'm getting my return I got my return oh you did <laughs> well you better fill that shit out fast because I know you need money if I ever want to make you mad Mike I'm just going to start talking about getting my tax return <laughs> Uh, drives me nuts. Um, and then the the other thing about uh, the taxes is 
neither one seemed to realize that uh, you owe the taxes the moment you make the money. You don't owe it the next year on April 15th. If you make a dollar right now, you owe taxes on that dollar right now. And, you know, there are, there are deadlines, I mean, quarterly, mm-hmm. which you should yeah. be filing if you have a lot of side gigs like Luke does. Andrew, maybe not so much anymore. But if, if, if Luke's not filing quarterly, he may be paying some penalties. He may, you know. Right. Because if you get paid ten grand for a gig and they don't take out any taxes for you, well, guess what? You owe them the moment you got that money. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's withholding, you know, and, and, and they're, you know. Obviously, it's not. I'm not making an argument for the system. I'm just explaining how it fucking works. Right. <sighs> I mean, thank God I, he the, has the carried. dog thing. Now the the tax return. I don't know what I'm mad about. Rudy almost dying, or <laughs> someone waiting for their tax return. Uh, well, let's. You'll be to... waiting a long time for your tax return, dummy, because <laughs> you're you're the one responsible for filing it. <laughs> God, I can't believe my tax return has to go. Well, have you done it? <laughs> Did you mail it to yourself? Because that's the only way you're going to get one. Hillary, I feel like you and I could just go start our own side chat because Mike's going to be here for a while. <laughs> I will be. You're like, and then let's move on. And <laughs> Mike just keeps. <laughs> All right. Next issue. Uh, All right. <laughs> let's do some actual top stories. There were a couple of. Wait, 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 wait. There's one more under how oh! to survive oh in the God, world. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Luke is mad because Cleveland is too far east. It took up too much of his day to get to to, to Cleveland. Here's a tip. If you see somewhere you're going, even if you're not familiar with the city, which I assume you are familiar with Cleveland, that little eastern time zone, that should give you a clue. Trigger you. You're going to be very close to the east. You're going to be very easty. Well, but here's the thing. It's still an eight-hour drive from Cleveland to New York. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an eight-hour drive from everywhere to everywhere over there, right? It's not like it's on the eastern seaboard or something. Oh, yeah. No. I think that he – this is this is how I think he was probably thinking of it. When I think I, – when Meredith was like, no, I'm in the eastern time zone, and I was like, oh, I don't know why that's so surprising to me. And then I look at Detroit because in my head, Detroit is basically where Minneapolis mm-hmm. is. I don't know why. I've just shifted it all sort of west. And I think – this is not defending him because it's stupid and look at a map, but like, I think that he thinks it's where like Chicago is. Cleveland is where Chicago is. Yeah, That's I think what, you, in his you, head, you group uh, great Great Lake cities together. Yes, I think, and it's really truly closer to like he said Pittsburgh slash like Buffalo even like that's not you know super duper far from those, um, but. Also, look at a map and stop complaining about it. We have already established <laughs> that map looking is not what Luke does. If it's too yeah. far east, just turn the map around and it'll be right back on the west. I'm about to sing it. the Indigo Girls song, Get Out the Map. Get Out the Map. It's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke. Oh, Luke. All right. Can we go to the real top stories now? Sure. I'm yes. Done. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, well, I guess this is still travel talk in a way. Um, we're all moving to Duluth, Minnesota. Did you guys know that? <laughs> FYI. FYI. I think there's room. Um, probably not. But it's only going to be the people who acknowledge the reality of climate change, apparently. Because 
the story is that when the inevitable climate apocalypse happens, Duluth is going to be the most habitable place left in the United States. Not the world, can surely. It, I don't remember. Can it be the people that recognize climate change but don't want to like chain themselves to a tractor? You know, just like <laughs> cool, cool people that recognize climate change. Right. <laughs> One of the things that made me mad about this discussion, because Hillary, you were like, Anne, have you been to Duluth? I was like, yeah, lots of times. And you said, is it a really cool hip city? And I was like, no, just. That wasn't where you went for spring break with all the Case Western kids? Just no, no. Set out for Duluth? I mean, it is beaches, cool. 60 degrees and balmy. When you're driving north on I-35 and you, you come over like the crest of this ridge and you can just look down over the city spread out and then Lake Superior and there's a lift bridge and it's really pretty. And I've come up over that ridge sometimes when the cloud deck was so low that you're all in the clouds. It's really nice. I mean, it's a fine, it's a little regional city. Luke was saying that one of the reasons it's gonna be so good is because they're not trying to MAGA themselves like back into relevance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, Luke, because Duluth is a shipping port. It's always been a shipping port. It's always been a working shipping port. There's, it's not part of the Rust Belt. You know, there's no mines. There's no um, car manufacturing or anything. That's in northwest Minnesota. Those people, that's MAGA country right there. But so there's farming and stuff around there, but it's not like MAGA country up there. So. What I find most amazing about the story that's being told of Duluth is that there's a stretch of I-35 um, somewhere in North America that that doesn't make me terrified for my life. <laughs> um, it's quite often under construction, but that's Always. normal. Every well, at least that's low speed. Is, right. Know? Like in Texas, they have it under construction pretty much between here and Dallas, um, 24 hours a day. Seven days it's a never, week. In my child, in my life of 40 years, it has never not been under construction, some part of it yeah, or all and, of it. And here's the thing is uh, they don't really try to limit speed uh, even under construction. It's just like the uh, the trucks are encouraged to go as fast as they possibly can through the construction. Let's get them through there. And then the rest of, the rest of you are like, okay, I guess I'm drafting under, under this uh, gravel truck. Is it like uh, the Golden Gate Bridge where they're constantly repainting it, and as soon as they get to the end, they have to go back oh, to the beginning and that's what it, restart? Probably. Honestly, what, what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Every time I drive through goddamn Temple, Texas, I'm like, how are they? This is a shitty town. How are they still doing construction here? I don't understand. I think it's mostly body shops. You know, I, I, I think, you know, Temple, Texas, it's just like, you know, uh, windshield dings and body shops. God, it's awful. Anyway, let's move on back to Duluth. Yeah. Sorry, I, I took us away from Duluth. What? I mean, it sounds like it would be for me. I like that kind of thing. It's nice. It's really nice. My dad wanted to move up to Duluth in his retirement for many years. But it's because my dad is obsessed with, like, walking and having nice walking places the way that Luke is obsessed with going hiking on off-leash trails. And so he, he <laughs> wanted to buy this house on Superior where you could walk along the trails all year. And my mom's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know what the winds are like off of Superior in the winter? We're not buying a house in Duluth. 
So about his third his third time walking, he's he's gotten out there, and uh, all of a sudden he just gets swept. He's gone. <laughs> it could happen. And you well, you see <laughs> all those pictures where like the ice forms and then it gets pushed into the onto the shore. Yeah. It's very cool. Well, Macaulay but... takes a bunch of cool pictures of shit like that mm-hmm. on uh, in Lake Michigan, I think. It's a nice town. Actually, it's not a town. It's a city. It's a nice, like, medium-sized city, and you could certainly be happy there. And if you drive north up the shore for another hour or two, you go through two harbors, which is a much smaller town. If you go another half hour north after that, you get to Castle Danger, Minnesota, which is where the Lundholm family cabin is. Castle Danger. Castle Danger, Minnesota. It's like population 300 and something. But and your family bought best. a castle there, or is it named Danger after your family? <laughs> oh, no. No, no. We have nothing to do with the castle or the danger. We just have a cabin. It's called Aftermath is the name of the cabin, and it's on Lake what? Superior. Wow. Yep. Why are we just finding this out now? <laughs> and it is. This is a whole CW series. <laughs> it, is it is a piece of shit. I'm telling you that right now. When we say cabin, I don't mean like lake home. I mean, there's two rooms. The sleeping room has two twin beds and a futon, and everybody just hey, sleeps in there. If there's so, if there's a place for some teenagers to fuck, we've got a CW series. <laughs> there is like the corner of the living space. There's a brick hearth, and it has a really cool wood-burning stove on it, which doesn't work right now. Um, uh, the furniture is so old. I once sat down on the love seat and a spring, I swear to God, went right up my ass. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> mm. Um, it's like the world's worst jacuzzi, like a dry jacuzzi. I, th- they're on the shoreline, but, um, there's like a little bluff. So you go out and you look down like 15, 20 feet and then there's the little rock beach, but there's an ancient driftwood ladder that you can climb up and down. And I cool. got a splinter that was so painful. Once I said to my aunt, do you, you have like a, a needle, a first aid kit where I can get this splinter out? She's like, sure. And she digs out this first aid kit from the fifties that had a rusty needle in it. And uh. I was like, you know, <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> That's... I'll use my mouth like Luke Burbank. Yeah, to, this to is do my that's surgeries. what we're working with at Aftermath. My and... filthy, filthy mouth. The bathroom is disgusting. I was like, there is some chance that someday. Oh, this... I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say like, well, despite everything, all the drawbacks. <laughs> no the bathroom. Mwah, just lovely. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> The property is awesome. Doors all the way to the floor. (laughs) Spick and spin. Smells like cleaner all day long. It's 220 feet of Lake Superior shoreline that they've owned since the 1940s. And if the cabin ever came to me, which is not totally improbable, I would have to raise that cabin to the ground and start again because there's no way. And then, of course, the property taxes would kill me. So... But it's interesting. Yeah, and all the prosecutions there. from the teenagers' families. Right. You know, yep. Mm-hmm. Once you burn their burn the cabin to the ground with all them inside fucking, that's terrible. So I guess what I'm saying is everybody else can go to Duluth. We're going to Castle Danger. There's a brewery there. Castle Danger. Castle Danger yeah. Brewery. That's Danger is my middle name. <laughs> and I finally decided where we're gonna break cheese together. Oh, all right. It's only Castle f- Danger. Four hours from the Twin Cities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's we'll a plan. We'll stop in Duluth. We'll get some lunch. Yep. 
Yep. We can see all the big yep. ships, all the shipping ships. No tall ships, I don't think, but it's cool. No. There's too much wind for the tall ships. They don't oh, want to be on yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in certain times of the year that could work. Yeah. Let's talk about turtles. The other top story for the week I'm very hazy on because I didn't listen to it that closely about this rare, endangered, very endangered softshell turtle. There's only four left in captivity or something like that. I don't know. Uh, and the only male has died. Um, he wasn't able to reproduce because his dong had been damaged years earlier in a turtle fight, which, of course, is the only thing that Luke finds interesting about this story is mm. the damaged turtle dong uh throw your phone from ellen <laughs> she says in the whole discussion this soft shell turtle news i feel the guys missed something important turtles fight what does that look like <laughs> ellen first of all they choose their weapon it's either a katana or a bow staff <laughs> Oh, God. Or a sigh or some nunchucks. I didn't know you were going to go that way. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they get some masks and they go fight crime. To me, the comedy, I mean, because I hadn't really thought of it, but but when Ellen mentioned it, the comedy was, then I started imagining a really <laughs> slow motion dong fight, you know? <laughs> like, dudes just trying to, you know, get at each other's junk and it's like in really slow motion, I mean, both offensively and defensively. And that's... It's sort of been, you know, it's been going on in faster motion in in uh, junior high showers for years, you know, with snapping towels instead of penises. So, <clears throat> anyway, um, the Luke is obsessed with damaged dongs. Yeah, <laughs> he is. It's undeniable. He cannot let a story go by. Nope. Or something wrong with somebody's dong. I have a question. If you were in a fight, if two guys are in a fight, why do they ever punch each other in the face? Shouldn't you just immediately go for the dong? Well, the guys that win usually do go for the dong. Right. Is that like um, a gentleman's <laughs> agreement? Like no no dong yeah. punches? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's an episode of, of uh, King of the Hill. I don't know, Hillary, if you're you're familiar, but I mean, probably the greatest Dallas television <laughs> yeah. show in, in, in history. For sure. Um, including the show that's called Dallas. It's better than oh, that. Oh, Dallas. It's way better than Dallas. Dallas is it's, garbage. It, King of the Hill is mostly like mid-cities, like Arlington area. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> In between Dallas and Fort Worth. The it Metroplex, is, if you will. It is a absolute snapshot of a certain... Yes. Yeah, Mike Judge is brilliant. Anyway, there's an episode where, where um, Bobby Hill decides to start defending himself against bullying, and, and he goes to a class at the Y, and it's all women. And and they have this giant guy in a you know the the suit the foam suit right and and then all all uh, all they teach Bobby to do is say to say I don't know you that's my purse and then he kicks the guy in the nuts and so he starts kicking bullies in the nuts he starts kicking his dad in the nuts and all this stuff and and it, and, and it really goes against you know guy code it's just not it's not what you do but but I gotta tell you yeah and if you want to win. Like quickly, mm -hmm. yeah. Just uh, and and I, I was watching Get Shorty yesterday, um, and uh, John Travolta, um, he just like punched James Gandolfini in the nuts without you know saying he was going to punch anything, and uh, 
Gandolfini falls down the stairs. And guess what? John Travolta won. He's not as tough as James Gandolfini, but he won in like two seconds. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it works. Uh, why we don't do it? Yeah, it's it's a it's a macho thing because if you start winning a lot of fights by hitting someone in the nuts, and, and there are boxers that have done this. Andrew Galata is, is one who used to just punch everyone in the nuts that he was like a king of the hill meme. Um, you know, you, you lose respect and no okay. one, no one likes you anymore. You're not a man. <laughs> all right. So, all oh, these... oh, wait what? a minute. Let me tie this up. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh huh. I forget whether it was, um, um, this episode or when I was catching up in a recent episode, uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yep. You know, he don't have nothing down there. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So nub. He was, uh, he was getting into into a fight on the beach with some guy, you know, one of the one of the guys I think the head guy from his deal from the Iron Islands that was gonna, you know, gonna kill him. And the guy kicked Theon in the nuts because he's a bad he's a bad fighter, you know? He's a bad person. Well Theon didn't didn't phasel Theon. Kicked him like two or three times in the nuts. And Theon was like, What? 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 Ha, ha, and then jokes Theon on ended you. up kicking the guy's ass. So it was like uh, it was like uh, justice. Anyway, I thought I'd tie it all up together. Very nice, very nice. Thanks. Whew. Anyway, uh, sport ball. TV networks are piping bird calls into golf broadcasts. I don't know why this was a story. This has been happening at the Masters for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no one disputes it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, well, pretty Hiller, did you it, get a sense of why they thought this was a story? Well, it's like they had it. They're like, did you know? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I feel like that's, I don't know. It's been sort of the tradition. <laughs> tradition like any other. But Unlike yeah, I mean. any other. Yes. <laughs> the masters. <laughs> the azaleas are in full bloom and the bird noises are coming out of my phone into the microphone. <laughs> the non-indigenous <laughs> bird noises. Right, right, right. I mean, that's that where they Cooperberry or a can uh, Cantercoopy or whatever from the Outback. <laughs> Can we they... talk about that for a second? I I don't. I, the Australia talk pisses me off. Oh, we have an general. Australia segment. Okay, yep. then forget. It. I'll, I'll hit it then. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sweating over here. This is this is this is cardio. <laughs> Do we want to talk about it now? Do we oh. want to switch it up? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Go for it, Mike. All right. Um, you're a guy. Okay. Okay. One one guy is a guy who is going into the woods with maps he can't read and dogs he can't carry, and uh, you know, promises he he can't fulfill about hiking. Another guy is a guy who walks through parking lots trying to get punched on a regular basis. <laughs> What they choose to worry about is uh, driving, driving, f driving through a English-speaking, super tourist-friendly country in a Nissan for a week. That's that's the deadly ground. That's that's the danger ridge. I don't get it. I, that's why I can't listen to the the Australian stuff because, uh, um. And I, and I know I know I know there are so many people that feel very protective of them and 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 I do too if I thought they were in any danger at all. But the only danger they'll find in Australia is anything they create for themselves. 
Right. Luke's insistence that he's going to go on daily jogs as they're driving up through the middle of the outback is not a good decision, necessarily. (laughs) It's not a wise choice. I mean, give it a rest. It's okay, Luke. If you don't jog for four days, you're not going to be Varys when you get back from Australia. I promise. I'm more concerned, honestly, and not about their safety. It is a fundraiser. I'm concerned that they're not going to be able to upload the show. I mean, from all accounts, it seems as though it's kind of a desolate, you know, as far as Wi-Fi goes. It's like a dial-up territory. Right. It's like you're going to do your annual fundraiser, but uh, we're just not going to be there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everyone, give to the show. We we can't put it up, but. You know, I'm this, this. I'm sending this email to y'all to. <laughs> we'll upload in four days when we through get to my Darwin. web TV account. I'm sending you an email <clears throat> to uh, to keep giving. Find it in your heart to to keep giving while we're out here um, doing what? I don't know. <laughs> Just driving. Just driving. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there will be some Wi-Fi capabilities yeah. where they stop for the night if they end up yeah. actually camping like on the side oh of the gosh. road that's wrong there's no need to do that <laughs> as you point out in a populated english-speaking country they 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 shouldn't need on to a highway camping in the van but, right well good points uh let me hit this throw your phone from Catherine because you did mention the nissan uh, Catherine wants to comment on that. She says, the first time Luke said it, I let it slide, but he made such a point of saying it on Thursday. I had no choice but to throw my phone. Yes, Catherine, no <laughs> choice. <laughs> it's Kashkai without the U. Kosh, which rhymes with nosh, and Kai, which rhymes with sky. And it's just a Nissan Rogue. Relax. It's Australia, not the moon. Catherine, the moon is next year's TPTLathon, remember? <laughs> yep. Zero chance of running into a 10 there. I think that's the next logical. Um, let's see. In planning updates, they did find out uh, that they can fly out of Darwin. I have to develop a relationship with Qantas if it gets me free me. airline tickets to Australia. <laughs> they sound Ooh. pretty great. For God's sake. Well, I, hey, hey, I think... Um, when they first started talking about the trip, I think in, in our chat, I I fired in there and said, like, um, where was the... Because I, I think I knew where they were flying in. And then I was like, where's the second destination? And then where are they flying out of? And you guys explained it to me. And then I got out my map and then I turned it over until it pleased me, until the results <laughs> pleased me. Um, and I immediately said, like, why don't they fucking fly out of Darwin? I hear that's really cool. And mm-hmm. why why would they drive all the way back to the middle of fucking Australia? to fly out what's wrong with them but they didn't even you know i mean it's not someone at Qantas's responsibility to figure out their podcast you know Uh, (laughs) but anybody anybody who had both capabilities of listening to what they wanted to accomplish and you know help them accomplish it would have gone like no alice springs makes no sense i think maybe nobody at Qantas figured it out that's what they were doing because what dummies just drive up straight through the middle of Australia yeah. and don't spend yeah. any time driving around yeah. 
the coast in right. the nice coast. places. You, you spend uh, spend all these days there, and, and then you waste them doing really absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Well. Except pretending to be afraid of, well, of course you are afraid of snakes, spiders, and flies, but you're sitting in your Nissan, so they're not getting in. So right. what's what's happening? Um. Well, Luke does have to be afraid of getting attacked by a cassowary when he's on his jogs. That was Wait, but, another story. But wasn't the cassowary thing like the cassowary will ruin your car, like hitting a caribou or something? You don't have to be afraid of caribou. You just have to be afraid of hitting them. Um. Well, this They're so was, big. This right, a six foot tall, two hundred pound bird. Um, uh-huh. This was the story. But you kick it in the nuts, and then you just—that's <laughs> it. What if it's a girl? If it happens cassowary? to be a female, you lose. You're going to lose. If it's a female, you just took a gamble and lost. But, but this story wasn't was even a, wasn't one a with wild. a damaged dong or a, a Greyjoy the the casseroon. What do they call them? Cassawana. What cassowary? Greyjoy cassowary. You kick it in the nuts, and then it's like, what? Now I'm going to kick you and your your Nissan Rogue's ass. Well, let me explain the story here. Was Sorry. this wasn't even? I think this was. Was this in the the U.S.? I think somebody, like probably Florida or something, I don't remember. Probably. Somebody who was keeping a cassowary as a pet, like they had a wild, a personal wild bird sanctuary and got attacked by the cassowary and it killed that him. It never ends well. Pers- no. Personal wild anything sanctuary. No. <laughs> Has there ever been a story no. where like, oh, just a triumph of the human spirit and, <laughs> and the animal kingdom here at the home zoo yep that the person has been trying to keep also and you are correct untrained <laughs> zookeeping florida. florida that's always <laughs> fucking fantastic ending i mean it's always great until the chimp rips your face off you know <laughs> <laughs> right and that isn't even the worst thing it did this morning <laughs> right and so they went into i mean cassowaries are really cool looking birds i like them but they talked a lot about how the real danger are those claws they've got their three clawed feet with a mm-hmm. really long like middle claw that'll just slash you and i was like god damn if that doesn't sound like the velociraptors in jurassic park yeah those things are were were little and fast though right well they weren't i mean they were little in that they were like four or five feet tall but yeah, but cassowaries are fast too. But that was the all whole I saw point. was the road sign. I didn't actually see a cassowary. I just saw the, I saw the road sign. It looked like a big clumsy bird to me. Well, they look. They're just in the emu family. So, yeah, but they're the lemu, the lemu emus, ostrich lemu emus, rias. So they're that kind of thing. Liberty, but... liberty, liberty, liberty. I just saw that cassowary. this morning. I was like, what the fuck is this? Liberty Mutual commercial about. It's pretty crazy. Why is there an emu in a yellow shirt and a tie? <laughs> I hope they're being meta. I hope they're I hope they're just trying to go so far down the Geico yeah. thing mm-hmm. that they're making fun of it, but I don't think they are because their other commercials are so lame. You can't sell insurance without a CGI talking animal at this point. <laughs> no, that thing doesn't talk. It like swallows stuff out of someone's desk and then vomits it up. It's it's a pretty cool <laughs> I mean, bird it, it, so far. The one I saw, it didn't talk, but it like squawked no. emu like it was being part of the conversation. And it solves mysteries like how, um, like our dog Ginger solves mysteries by wagging things on and right. off of things. Yep. And... <laughs> I thought of a new plot, by the way. Do you oh. want to hear a new plot for a Wagatha Christie Wagatha mystery? Wagatha Christie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Um, and I thought of this because I think it was like, oh, last time we were finishing up recording, Emily had just gotten out of the shower and she puts all this baby powder on. She walks around the house and then there's like footprints everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it looks like a crime scene. <laughs> and I, 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 I finished up and I'm and uh, and I'm rolling out of the mountain room and and uh, Ginger has been like waiting outside the door. I don't know why she doesn't even like me. Maybe she thought Emily was in here, but I, I come out the door and then I'm watching Ginger go down the hallway and and her tail is wagging because she's terrified of me. <laughs> and it's just wagging all these footprints away, all the all the baby powder footprints away. And I was thinking this would be a good Wagatha Christie mystery in that um, some some minor crime happened in in some house and all these small town cops are there and they're trying to solve it. And they've done all this dusting for prints and they're about to pick up the prints. And then somehow Wagatha gets in there and just wags everything away. Just wags it all away, wags mm-hmm. all the dust away and they can't get any prints. However, turns out when as she wagged that away she 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 uncovered some old prints from a crime a much more serious crime that had happened in this house oh. before fingerprint technology happened <laughs> so ne- next i'm going to try to figure out how to get her to spray luminol out of her snout but <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves i just love imagining the covers of wagatha christie novels <laughs> Wagatha! <laughs> Everyone's always mad. Everyone's mad until the end. They're like, Wagatha, you did it. All right. That's great. So thus concludes our Australia talk. <laughs> oh, I don't think I ever said the name of the, the segment title that I came up with. I'm calling this Throw Another Cliche on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that Perfect. sticks. I, that's, well, at least through June, first week of June or whatever, yep. I think it will stick. Um, all right. As my usual segment I take is calling the tone police. Um, I, 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 I'm going to start with the relitigation of the passport lady since it's a little adjacent to Australia talk. I guess some, some, uh, listeners gave, uh, Luke tips about where he should go. I, I, you know, obviously he needs to go down to Seattle, which is a more, uh, you know, cosmopolitan city that's going to have a larger passport office, um, which like, duh, no shit. Why are you going to like the courthouse in, you know, your tiny ass town um, and getting pissed at the lady there, but whatever. Um, so he's, he's supposed to do that to kind of iron out his name. And it's, I guess maybe an easier situation than he thought it was going to be though. I'm still pretty dubious about it. I don't know. I just, he doesn't have any proof of anything. It just seems maybe his proof that he had a previous passport, um, you know, might help him out. I'm just, I, I don't know. I think we'll see actually what happens, but, um, I, it frustrated me because they like circled back to this passport lady who Luke had a issue with. And he was like, you know, and Andrew, for some reason, is like, yeah, why was she so rude? Why didn't she? Well, of course, Luke is bringing her. Hey, I used to have a passport. My name's different. Help me. I need a passport right. now. Of course, she's like, I, you're I'm going to flag this because that's like kind of suspicious. And I think that y'all said this last week. But like if it was a guy named Muhammad that was coming up there and saying the exact same thing, 100 percent, she would be like. Goodbye. Get out and, of here. And Muhammad so, wouldn't even be phased by it. Muhammad would be like, yeah, no, this, be like, this is how this fine, shit works. I, so. I got to fucking I put all my shit together now. 
And Luke is astonished at it. I mean, it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want a and passport. Andrew's... Give me a passport. But you don't understand. She's... I want one. I need that's, one. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I have a trip. Uh, anyway, I just, I feel, you know, of course, maybe this lady was like super bitchy. We've all run into government workers or, or workers in general that have, you know, they want none of it and they're not charmed. I mean, listen, I am partially a Luke. Like, I think I, I have said this before. I want everybody to want to be friends with me. So I don't like it doesn't I don't understand it when people aren't charmed by me. But sometimes <laughs> they're not. You kind of just have to, like, take it, especially when you're kind of in the wrong. That's the thing is it's like when you are the one that's coming up short with the materials you're supposed to have, then, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take it. Um, and again, I think that this was said, and I was thinking about it this week. Why doesn't he just get a passport that says Luke Kelly or whatever his, his previous last name or his birth name is? Who mm-hmm. cares? Mm-hmm. It, it seems kind of irrelevant to me if his passport says it. I mean, for a while, I had a passport that said Hillary Livingston, and my license said Hillary Livingston Butler. So it didn't matter. Um, I just, you know, my flight had to be, I guess that's the thing. Your flight has to be booked under the name that it's booked under and your passport that has to match. But so you book it under that name. Exactly. It's, it's his life is far too complicated. He makes it more complicated. Yes. Than it needs to yes. Be. So, yes. That's, that's always the issues. Um, <laughs> this next thing I is Andrew involved and it made me laugh because it was a dick move, but then I like totally got it. So Andrew goes to, what's it called? Roosevelt's bar? Teddy's. Called? Teddy's. I'm sorry. I don't know why. The Roosevelt neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why. Anyway, so he goes to Teddy's. He's starting to get into his cups, watching the Mariners game, and there's somebody next to him that he doesn't like his tone. It's somebody saying, like, uh, they suck. This is stupid that we're even watching it. Like, we were wasting our time. God. And Andrew said that, <laughs> Andrew said he wasn't even mean. He was just sort of like, I guess, a, you know, negative energy. So then Andrew, quasi-wasted, talks to the guy next to him, and he's like, this guy, I hate guys like this. And they kind of bond over it. Uh And (laughs) then Andrew goes to the bathroom, comes back, and those two guys are fighting. I'm down Um, with it. I'm so happy for Andrew that he he really handled this one well. There's, there's There's a mom that people are friends with. And she's an, and I'm friends with her, but she's very negative all the time. She's not listening to this. She's really negative all the time. And I've sort of like been like, God, she's always so negative. Every time she posts anything, it's like, um, whatever the, what is her name? The, um, on Saturday at live, it's like, mur, mur. why am I forgetting? Debbie, Debbie Downer. Downer. Debbie Downer. She just, everything is a Debbie Downer. It's like, mur, mur, your kids, you know, are getting poisoned by blah, blah, blah. So I told somebody Free trip that, like, for the band to Europe. <laughs> oh, church oh. is burning everywhere. Oh, oh. 100%. <laughs> what? So I've sort of, I've sort of slowly like poisoned my friends and like, she's so negative all the time. And now people are like, she is so negative. Look how negative she Hillary, is. Hillary, you can have her. <laughs> I don't it's weird because I actually like her I think she's a nice person I just was sort of exhausted by her attitude and now I I feel like I've turned people against her and I that was not my intention at all so I I really this story really resonated with with me um but yeah it's I was actually kind of impressed I was really stressed out when he was telling the story because I thought he was gonna say like 
that's my brother or that's my best friend or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but luckily, luckily he just turned the guy against him. Um, <laughs> he only turned the guy against him. That's all. <laughs> uh, and then I like that Andrew basically just like moonwalked out of there like, see y'all later. I'm out. Well, I did like, like that he, he turned the person against the this particular kind of person um, I have a problem with. And that that's not just someone who's not a Mariners fan, uh, someone who who um, thinks are a waste of time, someone who, you know, has been disappointed so many times, and even someone who is going to be a front runner and say, hey, who's 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 winning all the World Series? That's who I'm a fan of, you know, yeah, like Rory. So, um, <laughs> no, Rory likes the Red Sox. <laughs> what I have a, Mike I have a starting with beef it, with a four-year-old. <laughs> what I have a problem with is, is uh, people – shitting on what you're into you know there's a lot of people yeah. there at teddy's to watch the mariners and we've been watching mariners i've been watching mariners my whole life they never won anything and a lot of that is a comfort to me because winning is pressure and yeah. and uh when you're a fan of a team that never wins it's kind of relaxing <laughs> honestly you know not not embarrassingly bad you know, not like Cleveland Browns bad, because that's bad. That's embarrassing. People are like, oh, you're a Browns fan, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're a Mariners fan. People are like, oh, yeah, it's too bad they never won anything. No, they're not like historically bad or just, they're just, they just never seem to get over the top. And that's what it's happens. It's really, really stressful to be a Patriots fan every year. I'm just going to tell you. Fuck it yeah, actually I is. Bet it, is. Of, it is kind of stressful. Everyone hates you. You have to win. You know, if you lose 10 games, people are going to be dancing all over you. I know. <laughs> I know. Especially when uh. when you're not from there. You have no, no <laughs> ties to there. You just chose oh, them no because they happen to be winning all the time. And then when they totally, stop winning, totally. that, that that's that's awful. Mm -hmm. You have to choose exactly, another winning exactly team. Exactly how it is. It's time to root exactly for the Cardinals at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, whatever. You know, whoever's on top. And... Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's a tough Ugh. switch. Anyway, I don't know if you have to make that switch when Shut it happens. Up. Um, I sometimes think that Andrew can be such a dork about when he's upset with somebody because he's like calls them polite or whatever. Yeah. But um, but this one actually made me laugh, and it was like a it was a funny Andrew move, even though it's <laughs> it started in peace. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fisticuffs maybe happened. Um, okay, so moving on though, I think that it, we we swapped them and then I moved ahead. But this is um, another one that that kind of goes hand in hand with the self actualization chronicles, aka was I an asshole? Um, so Luke, when he's coming, was it when he was coming back from Cleveland? I believe. Um, sure. He sat. He, yeah, who, yeah, who, who can knows? tell anymore? <laughs> uh, I was actually I, Dave. And I make fun of his mom a little bit because she's like still amazed by like flight technology. Like, can you believe that this morning I was an X and now I'm like an Y? But it is kind of amazing to me that Luke basically spent one day in Cleveland and then he was back on the West Coast. Like, that's pretty amazing mm -hmm. that we have that technology. <laughs> anyway, but um, but he sat next to a Donald Trump impersonator, I, you know, amateur comedian on the plane. Right. Not uh, when I I think. Either when he teased it or if it was in the show notes or something, yeah. they referred to him as a Donald Trump impersonator, which is not what he was, right? I was thinking of somebody that prof professionally mm -hmm. impersonated yeah. Trump. It's just yeah. a guy that does a Trump impression. Exactly. I don't know. I, and I, 
like I get it when you're sitting next to somebody that's super annoying on a plane, especially when you're like, I just want to listen to podcasts or a book or something. And I just want to be like on my own. But like, I know what it is. It's Luke sees a little bit of him in this guy. And so then it makes him like really annoyed and I think kind of aggressively rude. I don't think he was rude to the guy because Luke's not usually super rude, but uh, in public or like directly. But I don't know. I just thought he was excessively snarky to this, right, to right. this guy about this I guy. think he recognized the thirst from his own yes. experiences when the guy was like, oh, you you work in TV. Oh, you really? Um, CBS? Oh, let me share my comedy with you. And yes. Luke was just like, ugh. Well, and that's sort of related to like how they are with the podcast. Um, and we're talking about how they don't get invited to podcons. It's because they are so allergic to being called thirsty that it makes them literally not do anything. Like they don't do any, uh, you know, self promotion. And like, I know self-promotion is sort of gross, but you have to do it in order to get ahead in this kind of business. It's, it, yes, it's a little bit word of mouth, but also it's you putting yourself out there and they're just unwilling to do it. Right. Yeah. That whole thread where they were like, we never get invited to podcoms. I mean, we don't want to, we wouldn't go, but we kind of want to, but what was Seattle PodCon? We even called them and they didn't want us. And I was like, guys, you are not big enough for Seattle PodCon in any no. way. <laughs> And the thing is, it it is hard work. Like, you know, Nora is very, like, cool, calm, collected, but she works hard. Mm-hmm. And even though it looks like, um, you know, she's doing Instagram stories, like, uh, she's just sitting on her couch. But it, like, takes time. And that's how you engage people is that they, like, see you just – I mean, they they see you and kind of get an idea of who you are. It has to be really, really personal. And these guys just, like, aren't willing to do it. Sorry, uh, I'm on my way to Australia. I'm sorry. We've got to get on this flight. <laughs> It was good seeing you. Anyway, thanks for sponsoring the show, buying the merch. I appreciate it. We gotta go get a, a Nissan Al Qaeda over at the uh, over at the rental. All right, y'all be good. Take care of yourself because we won't be taking care of you because we're leaving and being far away from any of you. So take care of yourselves. Circling back to Australia really quickly, are they having an event? They're not, are they? I. Honest to God, I don't think they know. I, I Not that there's like so many listeners, no. but there seems to be a fair amount. But they all seem to be located mostly like in the Sydney. In the places the Sydney where people area. live. Right. <laughs> oh, that huge 10 contingent up in um, Alice, Alice Springs. Springs or yeah. Where there are literally tens of people, but not tens of fans. <laughs> just tens of people. Well, what got my goat about the pod con and why aren't we invited even though we don't really want to be because we're tool but seriously why why aren't we invited thing as luke kind of got up in his feelings about podcast networks like for-profit you know non-public radio networks like wondery and he kept going on about wondery and how it's they make podcasts that you know your stepmom knows about which insulting (laughs) again but middle-aged momish types but he kept calling it Wonderly. He got the name wrong the whole time. He was shitting on it. Oh, it's okay if people like you, and it's okay if you know older people like you. It's not and a is, big deal. Is it the podcasting just a rising tide too? I mean, am I yes. am I going to bitch because 
there's stuff that that my dad might want to listen to. Sure. Why would I be mad about that? I, I don't have to download it. I think all the young hip people listen to Dr. Death too. Not just your stepmom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's some there are some things that that uh, that cross cross lame lame lines you know if you think your stepmom is lame if you think middle-aged moms are lame that's fine but i bet you're listening to some of the same shit they are mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. <laughs> oh lucals magoogles you struggle <laughs> so hard uh shall we move on to fire tweets the tone God, police they live inside of her head <laughs> Fire tweets. Got a theme song, Are my favorite. Um, Yeah, as long as we're wrapping up the moments that make us go, oh, Lucals. Um, This week, Luke was going to be on uh, Joni, what's her name, Mike? I don't know. Joni something, a Seattle journalist um, who's a friend of Luke's. She has a radio show. She invited him and Bill Radke to be on to do like a weekly roundup, yuck, yuck joke jokey joke segment and it was on the same program going to be on the same program as a discussion about quote the death of seattle unquote which i guess means homeless people homeless people are oh really killing seattle what i i guess it is but i don't know why i thought it was like the like amazonianness of i assumed it would be about rising housing costs and stuff but i guess it was about homeless so they were doing a panel about homelessness and somebody at the radio station mistakenly tweeted out that it was going to be a panel that included Bill and Luke and two other white guys and Twitter was understandably fairly upset that you would have four middle-aged white guys on to discuss a marginalized community in Seattle and they let everybody know it and Luke got defensive because he was like this is nothing to do with me and I guess I mean I do feel for him there there's that feeling of being unjustly accused like it wasn't me. I didn't do it. It's not true. Stop yelling at me. Quit hollering at me. So yeah, quit hollering at me. Now, I was baking something, so I wasn't entirely listening closely at this point. Did he ever uh, end up responding to any of that? Or did he just actually no. let it lie for once? I think he let it lie. Um, and then I, I thought that they actually had a good conversation because Andrew was like, well, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made it made Luke come around like no you're right I mean it has nothing to do with me and it is frustrating that I was being targeted or whatever but if that was what they thought then I like I got it and you know he it was the most sort of self-aware that I I heard him being because he he got that like why he was responding that way it was sort of like immature but and he got kind of why other people were upset about it but I don't think he responded I think also TBTL was tagged in it so it felt very like like a tidal wave coming out. Like, why is this happening so much? You know, what is going on? Like, nobody ever tags TBTL in anything. <laughs> they don't even tag TBTL in anything. So um, I think it was just more overwhelming than anything. But I don't think he responded, which is good. No, yeah. Well, it's got to be good. frustrating, too, when, you you know, a friend of yours asks you a favor and you say, sure. And then, you know, 20 minutes yeah. later, you're getting out of the shower and everyone's calling you an asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh my God, if I was that lady, that would be my nightmare that I asked somebody uh-huh. to help yeah. me out with something and that happened. And then everyone started calling him an asshole. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> He'll never be on my show so- again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. 
no, that was that. And I feel bad for the person that like tweeted it out because they probably just it was probably I didn't see the tweet, but it seemed like it was just a poorly constructed mm-hmm. sentence. Basically. Yeah, because it could be like uh, we're going to talk about the week's news with blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then we have a panel with these people to talk about, you know, how Seattle's mm-hmm. dying of homelessness or whatever. Or it could have been a social media person that really didn't understand that these were yeah. two different groups of guests. It mm-hmm. just made a whoopsie. Or it didn't get communicated to them. Yeah. 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 So um, not great for anybody involved on that. <laughs> but so I guess Luke's better nature prevailed on that, that he did not get into a, a Donnybrook <laughs> online again. It's Donnybrook. It's Donnybrook. <laughs> He's evolving. I mean, not when it comes to like service people or people who work for the government, but he's evolving. Baby steps. Uh, yes. Baby, baby steps. Uh, all right. Final thoughts. That's a good spoof. I can't believe he told that joke. Did we come up with any candidates for oh, good. anything Lord. that we uh, noted this week? <laughs> um, not, not really. No. Was, there, was there something in uh, the Game of Thrones talk? Uh, no, no, I think, I think, I think Ellen wins this week for the slow motion, uh, turtle penis fight. I mean, that made me laugh the hardest because it, it involved, you know, it engaged you. It made you really think it made you, Mm -hmm. you know, it was was like a 25 minute turtle fight that happened in my mind after that. I was useless. Wow. It's like, no, watch out for your penis. And I was like, oh, no, he's going for his penis. Oh, God, is he going to make it in time to defend his penis? I don't know. It's very stressful, these low speed. You live a rich interior life, Mike. I do. I have no choice. (laughs) Our must listen episode of the week, we debated a little bit. We, we landed on Wednesday. Hillary, you had the reasoning for that. Uh, well, I was I was Easter Bunny shopping in Target, and I was listening to <laughs> to Wednesday's show. And sweet, sweet Alan Christensen shouted out LRB and his dazzling donor message, and I just loved it. I Well, one, I love when the guys are forced to mention LRB because yep. I think they're, like, gritting their it. teeth. They're choking on it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, but it was really, really sweet, um, and a, it was a perfect message because anytime they talk about declaring TBTL bankruptcy, like, we're the answer for you. We give a synopsis of the week. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Alan. You rule. We love you. And I think we also decided that Wednesday was the shortest show of the week. And that really put it <laughs> yes. over the top. Well, they were probably so disgusted by having to shout us out that they immediately just no. shut down operations. We're done. <laughs> All right. Housekeeping. Buy stuff from us. Merch at littleredbandwagon.com. I was thinking about this the other day. I was feeling really sick. And I was wearing my my RAR pullover my red rar pullover which i wear a lot and you know when you're sick you kind of hang your head and you're just like oh and i was looking at all the little quotes and i'm wearing it right now and i've had this thing for about three years maybe and i've washed it dozens if not coming up on a hundred times you can still read every last little phrase wow all of the drops on this rar sweatshirt so i don't know why this hasn't been a more popular item um with us i'm sure it, it it's it's done well but this is the kind of thing 
rather than like a single use frisbees <laughs> where people would actually pay to want to get involved with. I mean, people would be wearing this for years because certainly I'm pretty tough on these things and I've been wearing mine for years. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there you go. Um, archive project, get involved by uh, getting in touch with Christy on that. And you can buy stuff from Amazon through our link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon earbuds and earworms instrumentals this week. Mm. That kind of let me out. I don't like instrumentals. I like lyrics. Well, is there going to be a lot of, I, Luke should listen because I'm sure there's going to be like Yanni, mm. Kenny G, <laughs> Oscar a lot of stuff Peterson Meredith, trio. A lot of cool jazz. <laughs> yeah. Now he's, it's not instrumental, but now he's, he's inching his way into Sade. I think it's actually like Chardet or something. That's the... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Their 40s are, are fun and interesting. Okay, get involved. Um, littleredbandwagon.com is our website. And don't forget to go. We we promoted it in the front, but it's... What is yep. it? Littleredbandwagon.com uh, slash AMA. Yes. So go to that. Ask us questions. Ask our mystery guests. Who could it be? P.F. questions. Um... And also ask us questions. I'm an open book. I love answering things. Um, okay. Uh, go to throwyourphone.com. It's been great. Um, thanks, guys. It, it really, every time it comes in, it makes me happy. So I appreciate y'all. Um, come to our Facebook page. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail and text is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. A butt for Easter. <laughs> it's traditional, obviously. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what we should we should all start celebrating. He is risen with our butts. Um, <laughs> and with that, um, Anne, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Pastor Dan, come on now. Stop it with those jeans. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. On the cross. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I don't believe in heaven and hell, but if there is a hell, this is the episode that they'll be playing when we, when we, when we're standing waiting to get up to St. Peter and we're just kind of milling around, like, oh shit, he's listening to it. Yep. Shit. Is he gonna get to the end before we get up there? <laughs> come on, come on, come on, let's get up there before it ends. Damn it. Oh, oh gosh. Goodness. Everyone likes the crucifixion joke. Yep. LRB taking blasphemy to new heights.